Welcome all to the 2016 4th Street Black Wolves Motorcycle Gang presidential election debates here at the Twin Peaks in Waco, Texas. I know that all of you would prefer to be out riding around, drinking Old Crow, shooting cops, and beating up the local nerd population, but it's very important that you know each of the candidates for president so that you can make an informed decision when you get to vote. Voting's for pussies! Skinner, I know that was you, man! I don't interrupt your knife-throwing competitions. Shut the hell up! Sorry. So now, I'd like to introduce the candidates. Our first candidate is a man who's really shook things up. Love him or hate him, you can't ignore him. He's the zillionaire. I've clearly got the most expensive motorcycle here. You've seen me on my television show, Cops. Look at my biker babe, Millennia. Isn't she hot? I'm orange and wear a raccoon pelt on my head. You all know me, I'm the zillionaire. Now vote for me, or I'll pay someone to tattoo a boner on your face, and then I'll call your loyalty into question. Thank you, zillionaire. Next, we have the only female candidate in the running. She's got plenty of experience, and was key in the assassination of Osama bin Nakajakahama Nahi. You know that convenience store clerk that reported us to the cops. She's Brass Ovaries. I'm running for president to renew the promise of 4th Street, to rebuild the outdoor co-ed showers, and sustain the Black Wolves motto, kick ass and fuck shit up for a brighter tomorrow. To provide opportunity for those that work hard for it so they can afford gas and smokes. We need a leader that can prove what is possible in the 4th Street Black Wolves motorcycle gang. I'm Brass Ovaries, and I approve this message. Thank you, Mrs. Former President Horny Guy. Next, we have our eldest statesman. It's that old guy. There's a lot to do in a bike shop. Nobody's going to do it for you. You got to get out there. Do it yourself. That old guy is a well-known friend of blood and oil motorcycle shop. That old guy cannot be bought out by big money. His opinion cannot be purchased. It's time for our next president to get in there and roll up his sleeves, take off the gloves, take on those asshole pussies from the Wall Street stock bikers, take on big business like those guys that make speed bumps and get the 4th Street gang back to where they should be. He's a rock. I'm that old guy, and I approve this message. All right! Let's go! Let's go! Let me hear it! Go, 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 go! Last but not least is Texas State Senator Ted Cruz, but nobody really cares about him. Everyone, come quick! Jim Van Bever's outside, and he's getting revenge for us killing his girlfriend. And he's teamed up with Brian Bosworth, blowing everything to hell! I told you we should have built a wall. Stinker 
Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Sam. With me, as always, is Sam and Sam. <laughs> Yay! How is Sam? I'm okay. I've turned into three people. It's your new superpower for this week. You have cloned yourself. We all are stupid and hairy and smell. Like I'm, I'm the smart one. Oh, okay. There, there's a smart version of Sam? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, actually, I'm Justin, and Jackie's here with us, as always. I want to mention a couple things coming up. Next week is going to be our year in review. It will probably be a two-parter again, but what we do on the year in review is each one of us will go through our favorite bad movies that we saw in our second year of podcasting. Uh, I was a little disappointed with the numbers last year, so I want to really plug this because... In my opinion, if you're a listener of Stinker Madness, the year in review is the most important thing you can do because it cuts through all the crap that we go through and is recommendations of what you should stop doing or what you should stop doing what you're doing and go watch these, these movies. movies instead. The most important one. The what you're opinion. doing isn't good enough. These movies are good enough. It's essentially why we started this podcast. Pretty so much. So we could go back and be like, oh man, you remember that fucking movie we saw in January where that guy punched a hole through another guy's stomach? That was incredible. So make sure you check that out. Uh, I also want to plug an upcoming episode of our regular podcast with a special guest. It will be Torrin Atkinson from Caustic Soda when we watch She, starring Sandal Bergman. So... Check that out. If you like the American Ninja with uh, Joe Fulgham, be sure to check out the Torn Atkinson episode as well. Also, go to facebook.com forward slash Tinker Madness. Uh, like us there because uh, basically I'm transitioning away from Twitter. Twitter's just, it's a mess. And I just can't have conversations with people on it. So uh, I want to start getting people to use Facebook so we can have longer discussions there. So everybody like us on Facebook and join in the discussion. This week on Streaming Do's and Don'ts, We've got three. First up is a movie on YouTube, and it's also in the Sci-Fi Invasion pack, the 50 movie pack from Mill Creek that I've been plugging for weeks and weeks and weeks. It stars Klaus Kinski and Harvey Keitel. It's called Star Knight from 87, I believe. This thing is a disaster. It's it's weird. It's weird. I don't know that I didn't like it. It was boring. I think I didn't like it. I didn't it was like boring. it. It was boring. It was I don't remember this. You didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. This was one that was a good choice that we didn't stuff down your throat because you would have been like, this is really fucking dumb. It's a love story between that takes place in the past. It's kind of like uh, Army of Darkness guy, past people fall in love with Future Man. It's kind of you, actually. Future Man. I am Future Man with my dragon spaceship. Bang me, princess. I think he's actually an alien. He's not future man. Yeah, but he's like, to them, oh my god, what is this? They can't even make sense of his, he's, his spaceship. They think it's a dragon, and he's like got armor, and it's just his spacesuit. The only redeeming quality of this film is watching Harvey Keitel try to do a medieval accent without trying to do a middle, like, for you to come to me, it is now uh, uh, a dust thing. Is that how you say that? He also eats shit a lot. In this he, he falls down, but that's like supposed to be funny. So mm -hmm. I didn't find it funny. I just yeah. found it funny that he's like, "Go, Hil go, Hildreth. Is it Hildreth? Hither, 
I don't know these words. <laughs> yeah, it, this was a role not for him by any means. And I don't know if it was a role for anybody. Klaus Kinski barely even took part in it. He this just one sounds like a real turd. He's a real turd. Yeah, it's oof, it is something. I could see people liking it because yeah. it's so ridiculous. And weird. And weird, but man, was it kind of boring. And characters are just out of left. Every character is left field because the, the princess, you're like, Oh, it's the princess. She halfway through the movie, you're like, I would drop this broad in a hot minute. Oh, absolutely. She is high maintenance, and I want no part of her. She's pitting like guys against it. A man comes from space, yeah. and she's like, Well, spaceman, you have to win, my love, by getting into fights. She's uh, like, What? She, everything is top that with her. Yeah, you're a fucking spaceman. You can go to any place you want, and you're gonna be like, No, I must win her love. Because she's, I, what has she got going on? Like I don't know. She's like, I'm hung up on the lesser princess sass mouth. I think I'm headed out to where the Guardians of the Galaxy are, and I'm going to look up Gamora before I'm like dealing with frumpy princess lady from the 13th century. It was pretty dumb. Yeah, you do like a fake picture with her. Like, oh, we're going to get our picture taken or painted or whatever they do back then. And you have her stand there and you just like drive away. <laughs> <laughs> and you just leave her. Tire squeal. Yeah. Door slam. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to say don't. Don't. Night. Next up on Stars is one of those movies that is, man, ooh, it is something special. And normally we wouldn't even consider it a stinker, but the production level is so atrociously bad. It's Cannibal the Musical. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not how it happened. But that's not how it happened. Uh, Trey Parker's college film that uh, he made while attending CSU. Sort of. They went on spring break. This is sort of where he goes on spring break and never comes back, I think. Yeah. And uh, no, he graduated. Matt Stone graduated. Trey no. Parker did not. No, look it up. He's got a double degree. One oh, in music, he? one in J Japanese. Ah. Yeah, double majored. Well, I believe he took some time off he might to have. make this. And yeah. I know that this final version isn't exactly what they did when they were in college. Trauma paid for him to redo some of the scenes. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Because uh, some of it looks really good and some of it does not look so and good. And sometimes the audio is just awful when they run yeah. a shotgun mic that the the sound over their t them talking is just, uh, it's a little grating. But uh, fuck, this thing is funny. Yeah. It is goddamn hilarious. Fudge Packer? Fudge Packer. <laughs> uh, Jackie liked it so much, she watched it twice in yeah. one week. <laughs> I, yep. The first time that I saw it, I liked it so much that I watched it and then turned the commentary on and watched it again. And it was like my pants were wet and my bladder was empty from the first time around. But it was so much funnier with the commentary on. I actually found more pee to pee my pants with more. Yeah, I think Cannibal the Musical is one of the funniest things I've seen in maybe... And I've seen it. I, I hadn't seen it since college. And to make an honest confession, when you're in college and you see stuff and you think it's really funny, you always have to question it when you come out of college because you're like, was it the pot? Was it the was it the marijuana that yeah. made that funny? I don't know. I'm, I, I think I'm going to leave it in college, but we got fucking shithoused and put it on. And I was in tears within the first... 50 seconds of it yeah and i have a really low tolerance to comedy when i'm drunk mm -hmm. like comedy movies are not something i want to watch when i'm drunk no not really and this was hilarious the songs are addicting they're 
memorable. I've been singing them for two weeks in my brain. Oh, yeah. Yo ho, yo ho, Let's build a snowman is my new ringtone for when Jackie calls. <laughs> it's just, there's a reason why these guys went on to be who they are. They were funny out of the fucking gate. Absolutely. Do not miss Cannibal the Musical. It is a student film. Uh, and then let us know what song you like the best. Yeah, yeah, write in and tell us your favorite yeah. song. I think be fair to it, it's a trauma film, and I think for a trauma film, it's got a pretty decent production value. Yeah, well, all right. It's all middle right. of the road trauma film. Well, I just mean like usually people, I think more, people are more commonly associated or recognize Orgasmo as like, whoa, did you see Orgasmo? Because that's the one I remember everybody talking about. And then I hooked up with some smart people in college, Sam. And was like, eh, orgasmo's okay. Cannibal the musical's the one. And it, so if you if you think, oh well, I kind of liked orgasmo. Don't even think that orgasmo's the one. It's fucking cannibal. Orgasmo yeah. got a really. Uh, it came hot out of the gates because I think they premiered it at Sundance, mm-hmm. and so it's a. Mormon missionary in a porn premiering in Park City, Utah. Yeah. So it's going to get like, oh, there's noise made. But yeah. as a whole, there was only about four or five jokes in the thing that mm-hmm. were really funny. Cock Rocket being the one and, that uh, I remember. I remember no other jokes. Stunt Cock and Cock Rocket. That's it. Cannibal the Musical has probably five jokes per minute that you're laughing at. Yeah, it's the uh, Mel Brooks formula. Five jokes mm-hmm. every page. Absolutely. You're fine. Yeah. With some really good songwriting. Do's. Three dues. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It's a buy. Yeah. Like when you can't even, when you can't say how much of a do it is, you say buy. You should buy this and watch it with the commentary. You're right. Mm -hmm. Last but not least is on Amazon. It was on Netflix for a long ass time. It's also in your local red box. Jason Statham in Wildcard. A remake of Heat? Mm hmm. Starring Burt Reynolds. Heat, the one that everybody likes, but Heat with Burt Reynolds. The one that nobody's ever bothered with. Yeah. And it may be if because if it has the same sort of directionless meandering as this film does, mm-hmm. no one likes it. I don't know what the fuck this movie is. It, before you told me it was a remake of a Reynolds film, I was like, this is a written as a pilot, but it got the legs under it financially, and they just made it anyway, because it's about him. It's not about around doing stuff. a story. It's about a character, which TV is... That's a good TV show. It's not sure. a good movie. Yeah. Hey, what's Jason Statham or what's Nick Wilde going to be doing this week? And that he's periodically superhuman? Mm-hmm. Well, it's Jason Statham. No, I mean with the card-throwing bullshit. Uh, well, he's Jason Statham. He's got yeah. a level of bullseye, the Marvel character in him. Yeah, he does. And he also can, like, I maybe a little precog stuff because he's like i think i'm lucky right now and then he goes and bets all his money on cards and he wins a bunch because now's the time when i'm lucky yeah i didn't get what was going on there was things this movie bored me to death i can't fault you for saying that yeah it's Uh, hard to follow it was really hard to be like where is this is this going to a point in time where i can be like Ah, oh, resolution. Yeah, where did the movie stop? When he beat the hell out of everybody. I will give this thing one thing. The end fight scene is awesome. Yeah. It it is electric. It's hey, th- oh yeah, this is why we watch Jason Statham. Because yeah. he beats the fuck out of people and stabs everybody in the throat with a spoon. 
This like, guy kicks a lot of ass. I yeah, he killed all, all those dudes with a butter knife. Oh, yeah. And a spoon. Yeah. But I, uh, where was that the whole time? Well, it's where did where, the cushions around it were odd. Uh, there was other good things. I thought the Stanley Tucci scene was really nice. Yeah, I like uh, that, too. But again, it's like there's not really an overriding story for the film. It didn't serve a purpose other than be like, hey, it's Stanley Tucci, and he's... he's He's, he's doing an alright job. He was running. He's the guy that runs Vegas, and he's in with Nick Wilde. Yeah, I guess it just backs up the character. Like, oh yeah, this character is the great. Guy. Great scene for a TV show. Again, in the course of a movie, it's like, where is the overriding story of this thing? Yeah, yeah. Because he he like there's arcs that are set up, and then he closes them like 20 minutes later, and it's like, well, what's he? Is it is the? Uh, I guess that's done. Yeah. And then there's some other thing for 20 minutes. I don't know. I'm going to give Wildcard a don't. Don't. Yeah, don't. Now, in its defense, every show about Las Vegas stinks. Mm -hmm. I would watch that show, and it's about Las Vegas and about a guy who lives in it. As long as it was on something like Stars or even, well, Netflix is kind of a little violent. It needs to be violent. It It needs to have that. He needs to stab people with spoons. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be violent, and there needs to be nudity. Yeah, and he needs to throw fucking credit cards at people and stab them through the brain. I, I don't even know how, like, he just killed people with credit cards. And Yeah, that's, again, that Stanley Tucci scene, he's like, he could kill you with this ashtray. Whether you're next to him or 25 feet away, mm-hmm. it's setting him up as this bigger-than-the-movie character. It's so odd. Yeah, yeah. He His character was too big for that film, yeah. for sure. I don't know. Uh, there you go. Sam, it's your pick this week. It's your... I have been podcasting for two years now, and my lips are still made of rubber. That's good. Yeah. Real professional. Hey, bud. How about uh, you tell us about what you got for your... Well, I'm going to throw it back to the good neighbor, bad Ah, neighbor this week. because two in a row. It's a presidential good neighbor, bad neighbor. Oh, no. Presi- movie presidents. Oh, okay. All right. Um, All right. I, thought you, I was going to say. Oh, no. I don't want to. Bad neighbor with... across the board. Yeah, exactly. Real <laughs> presidential candidates, bad neighbor. <laughs> uh, no, movie presidents starting with President Benson. From uh, Hot, uh, shots. Hot Shots. Yeah. Crab. Crab. Stepped on a crab. They're <laughs> everywhere. Got a tongue from a basset hound. <laughs> Here. <laughs> I'm going to say good neighbor. He would be so damn entertaining. Oh, yeah. You would put a crab in his swimming pool just to watch him from your second story balcony. Just to see what the hell was going to happen. And he'd give you shit all the time. He'd be like, here, you can just have this. I don't even care anymore. Yep. <laughs> I'm done with this thing. Uh, the, the the scary thing about President Benson is that there's injuries constantly everywhere around him. The good news is they all involve him. He is the only person that gets injured, even though that there's constantly bad things befalling this person. <laughs> Slipping on stairs, uh, falling on sharp objects, but it's okay. He's impervious to pain. It's good for a laugh. Yeah, I like I like President Benson. Yeah, me too. Good yep. neighbor. Good Bottle neighbor. of wine neighbors. and some entertainment. Dave. From the movie Day. Sorry, Kevin Klein. Seven, he's not even really the president, but Benning. then he becomes the real, real president, I guess. He's uh, he's an average Joe, right? Like, that's the, that's the hook of the movie. Yes. He's the average Joe Prez. What happens when the normal man becomes the president? They only bring him in because the normal president has had a stroke. And dies. This guy just looks like him. Oh, he's a ringer. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you just, you know, 
do the dance, monkey, until this guy's better, and then about three quarters of the way through the movie, he dies. Hmm. Then they're stuck with phony president. It's Dave. like it's it's kind of like on with the Pope. Kind of. Gone Only with the Dave. Gone with the Dave. Only old man bails. <laughs> he goes back to L.A. and reads his mystery novels. I'm going to say bad neighbor. I I think he would be boring. I think he, he would invite people over because, hey, I'm the president. Mm-hmm. Even though he's not. And then he would always be trying to pull a fast one on you. And you'd be like, no, no. Do you remember? I I gave you a dollar right outside of Jackson's like a month ago. I know who the hell you are. Mm-hmm. You're not the president. Yeah. Yes, I am. You're Dave. Yeah. And you would just, you would know. And you would just look at him and be like, oh, your shit does stink. Well, I have a, I have a question because Jackie brings up a good point. Is the, are we the neighbor to the White House or are we just Dave the guy's neighbor? We're Dave the guy's neighbor, but now Dave's the president. And I think you'd have to kind of put it in that, like, if it's a presidential good neighbor, bad neighbor... Your neighbors to where the president will live before and after mm-hmm. his house, not yeah, the White House. No, she's right, dude. Bad neighbor, because he's going to fucking lord it over you. Like, hey, remember that time I was president? Every time he drinks on your back porch. Yep, got it, Dave. You were president once, which is more than most people, more than just about everybody. But shut up. Shut up, Dave. And then you... uh you give him, you, you kick him down your stairs. You and, roofie uh, him. Yeah, just hope he goes home and you don't care if he stumbles back to his house or not because you just don't want him to come back over ever again. Bad neighbor, Sam. I think Dave's a good neighbor. He was an okay president. <laughs> oh, nice. Because okay. that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. Well, name me another okay. Name me a better president than Dave. Uh Jimmy Carter. President Benson. But he's already good <laughs> President Benson was a terrible president. <laughs> yeah, great neighbor. Uh, all right. Uh, president Frankenstein. President Frankenstein. Race 2000. Man, I think he's going to be a real bad president. Wait, I, he's going to be better than the one they got. Yeah. But I still think he's going to be a real bad president because his campaign is uh, bring have me a great. Campaign he, he, uh, well, his platform. Bring me grapes and uh, topless women. Topless women. He's going to have all the topless women. Sure. There's not going to be any more topless women. Now, here's at all. where you draw the line with good neighbor and bad neighbor. Is he selfish with the topless women? Oh, totally. That's what I mean. So you can't even get He's any... He's bogarting... The topless ladies. All of the topless ladies. Like, you wake up one day, your wife has come out of the shower, she puts on... A pair of underwear, and then all of a sudden she's over at the neighbor's house he as a com- topless he, lady. Security, Secret Service comes in, steals your wife, takes her to President Frankenstein, huh. and she doesn't get to wear a shirt ever again. And nobody's around to make you chicken. Or he could just look at you, decide that he doesn't like you, and kill you. He could do that. I think I'm all right with President Frank or Frankenstein. Like, or he's all right with me. Like, I think he thinks I'm a cool guy. He he borrowed your garden hose one week. He borrowed Three my years he ago. borrowed my topless wife. And so, you're like, you can't kill me. Her. You've already killed the inside of me, you <laughs> cocksucker. And I don't have any chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so no, bad bad neighbor. Oh. Bad president. Bad neighbor of the double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, President Frankenstein. <laughs> But the man can drive! (laughs) That sentence has never been said in the history of humankind. Fuck you, President Frankenstein. (laughs) 
oh, you can make a movie out of that. Oh, wait, they already did. Oh, they did. Okay, well, there's your good neighbor, bad neighbor. Uh, Sam, why don't you tell us about uh, Deadbeat of Dawn? Made in 1988, or finished in 1988. Goose is the leader of the Ravens. So, wait. The The Ravens are led by a goose? Hmm. What kind of a motorcycle gang is this? Wouldn't the birds have members named Goose and Ravens? Not the Ravens with members Goose and Keith? Wow, this sounds like a really shitty motorcycle club. Yeah. Keith and call me Goose. Goose. Is uh, a murder of crows the same thing as a... Or a murder of ravens the same thing as a murder of crows? Because crows and ravens are similar. A group of ravens have a different... Whatever that's called. Group name. Gang gang a name? A bunch of birds. A bunch of birds hanging <laughs> bunch out of shit birds on your car. ravens. What kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of duck is that? Stupid duck. That's a raven, sir. <laughs> oh, it's dumb. Shouldn't that's be named probably goose. smarter than you. Well, then why goose. Why is its name Goose? Leader of the ravens. Stupid raven. Well, if one was hoping that the rival gang, the spiders, have a better attention to detail, one will not be rewarded. The Scorpion. spiders. Scorpion is the leader of... Uh, the spiders. Danny's the leader of the spiders. Yeah, Danny, huh? <laughs> Danny. Mm. <laughs> and his uh, only... Because I think there's only two members of each gang. The other guy's Bone Crusher. Bone Crusher's yeah. a fine Which, I know, name. I think I got bit by a Danny spider last week. Oh. It could have been a Bone Crusher. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Van Beber is the producer, director, writer, and star of Deadbeat at Dawn. After winning a scholarship with his epic 8mm kung fu film Into the Black, Van Beber would attend the School of Cinema at Wright State University for one year. Where the fuck is that? He spent the money he was supposed to spend on the second year, including a loan, making Deadbeat at Dawn. So short answer is you don't know. I don't know where Wright State okay. is. <laughs> you just glossed right over that question. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah, right yeah, next it's... to Left State. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> If it was up your butt, you'd know. That's a, I mean, wow. if we're going to make those kind of jokes. Around the right corner. <laughs> Around the right corner. That's the wrong corner if you ask me. I don't play that. All right. Well, he uh, yeah dropped out, spent all of his money on Deadbeat at Dawn. I'm glad he did. I bet his parents are not. <laughs> I wanted him to be a doctor. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? <laughs> There are varying reports on how long it took this to complete this film. As I understand it, it took around two years to shoot and another two to get it all the way done. Some reports have it as a full four years to shoot, and then he just sort of like had a tail at the end where he got done with it right after he got done shooting because he just shot it for so long. The one I saw the extras on the DVD some years ago. And I feel like it was more like a two-year shoot because this Mark Pittman guy that was the, uh, I believe, Bone Crusher. Uh-huh. And I might have to correct myself in the uh, full episode to see which guy it was that has the beard. He had quit the movie by shaving his beard. <laughs> he was like, the only, I'm, I'm not doing it. because I And he's still got animosity in the DVD extras about the whole project. And he's like... He he won't take no for an answer. He'll show up at your house every day. But I have no beard. I I shaved my beard. My character has a beard. So I now have none. I could say no finally. And 
then in scenes you see him there with some shit stuck to his face that kind of looks like a beard. <laughs> and you know that Jim Van Beber's persistence won out. <laughs> and I just don't feel like that guy was going to be able to hang for... You know, maybe that's what it was, that it was four years of it. And he's like, dude, it's been four years and we haven't got this fucking movie done. I've been shaving my beard the same length this whole time. That's like that's like how long Lawrence of Arabia took to me. <laughs> you know, like, uh, four years, man. I probably would have walked as well. Yeah. Uh, beyond this film, Van Beber did a Manson family movie that took him ten years. He also directed eight music videos, including a notable bands, Pantera and Skinny Puppy. He is allegedly currently adapting his short film Gator Green into a feature-length piece hmm. of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, his music videos are pretty all right. He's, he's not bad, the fan member. This thing, though. Oh. Keep an eye out for the fake beard. Uh, and the main thing that we, as well as our guests, Jeff and Tucker, will be watching for is whether this is a worth, worse attempt at a vanity piece than The Room or not. Hmm. Okay. Because that's the idea here, is that this movie's really about how badass Jim Van Beber is, uh-huh. and The Room is really about what a great guy Tommy Wiseau is. Yeah. And we'll see, is Jim Van Beber less badass than Tommy Wiseau is a great guy? Hmm. Mm. Hmm. All right. Well, that will be the uh, main question throughout the film. There's a secondary prize that will go to anyone who can make a plot synopsis that is longer than three sentences. Okay. Oh, okay. So that means I just cannot reiterate what's on the no, movie. No, because you'd be like going, and then he punched a guy, and then he kicked a guy, and then he did some air kicks, and then he did some punches, then he did some air kicks, and he did some punches, <laughs> then he did a spin kick, then he did some air kicks, then he did some punches. <laughs> this movie already sounds amazing. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know if the movie. Hey, did you ch- check to see if it's on YouTube at all? It's not. You got to buy it. Okay. Well. And it's not cheap. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see our downloads for this one. Yeah. Uh, anyways, try to try to get your hands on this one. Sam's been raving about it for ten years, so check it out. Come back to us on Monday, and act. Hey, fuck it. Listen to the Stinger Madness podcast, anyways. It'll be fun. There, you won't ruin the movie by watching by hearing about it first. Just be like, well, they couldn't figure out what happened, so I got to see this thing, and then do your challenge accepted. Then get to your helicopter kick. Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll come back to listen more. But now, we'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you.